and this is two girls, one D. I have no idea if that's gonna be synced up when we actually. Oh God, you're right. That could be really it's so bad. Hard to say things in unison over Zoom, guys. Lauren and I are over Zoom today. This I know. Is our first uh, online episode. This is technically experimental of us. Um, it's very experimental. <laughs> So, like, bear with us through the kinks. We will work them out. Um, yeah. Definitely. I'm sure there might be a kink or two, but I don't think it's going to be that bad. I, I I have faith. So many people have come before us. Yeah. Our, our glowing personalities will pull us through. Like, I we're going to just charm. Our charm will go far beyond any technological restraints, I think. But hi. Lauren and I haven't seen each other. We're apart for the first time in months. It's bizarre because Sophie and I typically would see each other every day, and now it's been, like, how long? Eight? Nine days? We're, like, going on, like, a week and a half, I think. Yeah. I, I have no sense of time, because now that I don't do anything, I have no way to know how many days it's been, but more than one, for sure, at least. Yeah, I would go so far as to even say more than two. Two, two days or weeks? Yeah, more than two days. Okay, definitely. yes, for sure that much. Um, we're, <laughs> we're not quite at the two-week-aversary of our departure from each other. But we're, no, it but feels we're long. Close. We are getting close. I feel like now it means that our listeners are like, they really are talking whenever, they hear our conversations whenever we're talking. So, like, they are as much in this friendship as we are. No, truly. <laughs> because Sophie wouldn't let me say things until we started recording, and not important things, just things about my life <laughs> that I wanted to tell her. I want to retain authenticity, but it's hard because then, like, I mean, I did this last episode, and then it was crazy. Because I kept being like, wait, I have to go back to tell you about this thing that I hinted at four hours ago. Did and it, like, wasn't related to the conversation. Like, when I was like, hang on, I need to tell you about my brain injury. Um, by the way, no developments on that front. No. Do you think that anybody watched that episode or listened to it? Yes, oh my god, Kira told me that her dad listened to it. <gasps> no, why? Why, why? This is my, this is our friend Kira. Kira, if you're listening, hello. That's um, awful. She called me because I guess that she told him about the podcast that she listened to and she mentioned ours. And so he went to listen to it and our most recent episode was our unhinged, um, horrible hangover episode. And so he listened to that and then he called Kira and I, he was like, oh my god, like, it's so good. Like, it sounds like a snapshot of what it's like to be in college. <laughs> she was like, did you listen to their most recent episode? <laughs> oh, my God. That is, oh, I'm going to weep. That's awful for somebody that, for that to be somebody's first, like, conception of who we are. Just as a person. anyone should have that conception of who we are. Whether or not it was their first. <laughs> no one should have had to listen to that. <laughs> no, no one should have. And I don't think it's an... Like, that was us at our worst, I would argue. Like, or at least that was us after we had put ourselves through the worst. <laughs> I think we, like, not even just podcast worst. Like, Lauren no. and I have never been worse people, period. <laughs> but there's, uh, there's an argument to be made that in that moment we should have just been removed from the universe you know what I mean like our energies were so negative that I think it was kind of throwing the world into a deep imbalance like it was just really evil and twisted I still think about that week and it feels like unreal like like I I want to forget I drank alcohol for the first time since our bender two days ago now I know. and it like I had like three drinks and I could 
feel my body like sinking back into something. I've also in the last week since I've been like off of a bender, I literally like can see the life re-entering my eyes. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like my skin is glowing. I've like I know. the bags under my eyes are disappearing. I'm a whole new person. <laughs> I know. I will say I am drinking a true... I'm on vacation mode right now. I'm at the beach. Mm. Um, so I am oh, yeah. having a truly citrus punch as we film this because I've always wanted to try the truly um, punch seltzers that have just come out. And they're really good. This reminds me because I tried the White Claw iced tea the other day. Oh my night. god, because I was also in between getting that today as well. Review. Okay, okay, okay. Don't get it. Oh. <laughs> because it's not that good. It tastes like it tastes like a seltzer... Like like an iced tea flavored seltzer so it's like less seltzer like if you want an iced tea go go full send it get a twisted tea get something that i was about to say if i want an alcoholic iced tea i'm gonna get a twisted tea yeah don't get the white claw iced teas i have to say negative reviews i'm gonna i'm gonna land at a four out of ten okay not my favorite well i was gonna say i can review this for the audience if they wish Mm -hmm. um it's good but i don't think it's as good as the truly lemonades that's okay, I think sorry. truly lemonades are the best of the best of the the seltzer sorts. I'm not like super seltzer savvy. I don't love seltzers. Like I'll drink a seltzer if it's handed to me, but it's not what I go for. At least if I'm getting like a tall boy, for example, I'm more likely to go for like a twisted tea variety than I am a seltzer at most I, times. If I want to like lightly drink at the beach, like t- mm. seltzers are perfect. They're not heavy. They're a little sweet. They're not difficult to go down. They feel beachy. Yeah. And so this is the yeah. only real time, like, summer beach vibes is when I indulge in a seltzer. But I would never, like, like it over a beer. I love beer. Okay, interesting. My parents are, like, hard wine beer people, but I think I've fa- found that at this point in time, at least I'm a cocktail girl. Like, if I'm out to dinner, I want a cocktail, personally. I, I, love, think- a, I love a sugar rim. A what? Oh, a sugar rim. Mm-hmm. I do like a sugar rim too. I will say if I'm going out to a classy dinner, I'll get a cocktail. Um, this leads into my story a little bit. I told Sophie that I had a story that I wanted to share because week previously, I've been on like on a vacation bender right now because I was in Denver last week. Yes. yes. I wanted to say really quick, we should we should just, before we go on, give the reader a sense of our geographic locations and our oh, spouses. That's actually life. super true. Okay, you want to go first then? I'll just go really quickly, and then I want you to segue directly into the story, because I'm literally on the edge of my seat buzzing. I can't wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, am currently located in Suffern, New York, my hometown. I am, at this particular moment, in my attic, sitting in front of a window on top of a quilt that has to be at least 35 years old. It is just the colors of the 1980s like it's um I'll show Lauren it's like golds and oh I love it colors that people yeah yeah it's it's um it's it's dusty for sure but right now it's comfortable for me and I'm drinking a nice coffee um just like today I'm up to nothing but just generally like lifestyle wise I'm up to nothing I'm wildly unemployed right now although I have two job interviews tomorrow both of which are for um food service jobs so Really putting my film and media studies major to good use, but Lauren, take okay. the floor. Where are you? So I am living in Richmond, Virginia this summer. I am currently not there. After I graduated, I went home for a day, and then I flew out directly to Denver to stay with our dear bestie Macy for a week. Um, and then I flew back on Saturday, went to Williamsburg, finished moving out. Next morning, drove up to Carolina Beach in North Carolina, which is where I currently reside for the next week. 
Um, and then I'll be in DC the week after um, with some of my high school besties. So I am going on a little bit of a vacation bender. Oh, this is so fun. But it has I been you're fun. you're going to D.C. That's exciting. I'm going Not to for Boston for like two days. That's exciting. Uh, I've always wanted it's, to go to Boston. I'm going to see my family. So it'll be very I, – when I say Boston, I mean um, the suburbs of Boston. Yes. So if anyone's familiar with the Middle Shore area, I could even be saying the wrong name. So – if you're not familiar with it, you could still be familiar with the geographic location that I'll actually be attending. Who's to say? <laughs> love. Um, but love. Love. So I will segue into my Denver story because I don't know why I thought it was super relevant. It's actually not, but I thought it was funny. Dear Macy and I went to go see um, a Denver local Grateful Dead revival band. Um, mm. And they were really bad. Awful. And this guy named Craig kept trying to hit on Macy and it was really weird. Um, and we had to get out of there. And Macy's wonderful aunt um, was at this gorgeous, very rich, very fancy, like, Union Station bar. And she texted Macy a picture of who she was with. And she went, you would love these people. We zoomed in. They were all gay. Or at least, <laughs> well, one of them Macy knew from high school. And we were like, we should go. So we went. We looked wretched we looked harrowed um we were out of place and i really had an itch on my back and i scratched it and i scratched off a mole like i know this is gonna get graphic i i feel like that's my biggest fear i know and this mole was one that i've literally gone in to have check out because it looks cancerous it's it's well, like this is not a problem anymore well it's gonna grow i googled a lot after this because um <laughs> so it was one of the moles that is typically like on my bra line and like it gets like it rubs up, so it's like, a, I don't know. It's like one of those moles that looks off, but it's just because it's being, like, constantly under my bra. But I learned that because of, like, the skin and stuff, moles bleed profusely. So, like, not only did I look look harrowed, but, like, blood is pinched <laughs> on my back. And I'm, like, I don't want to ask for a Band-Aid at all, so I'm just trying to, like, sponge it with my dress every once in a while because I'm wearing a black dress. So I'm, like, it'll absorb. Oh no one will notice. And then we get up there with all of um, Macy's aunt's fun friends. And this is maybe the most expensive bar I've ever been to. Like, the cheapest drink is, like, $18. And we just start ordering drinks. They're luscious. They've got, like, egg whites in them. They've got lavender in them. They've got, um, I don't even know what. Um, I have still no idea who bought us these drinks. I don't know <laughs> whose staff they were on. <laughs> we left with about $100 worth of drinks um, down our guts. Um, well, when you're pretty, money doesn't really matter, I think. I so. felt, I still feel bad about it, and I adore Macy's aunt and all her friends, and then they all started weeping about motherhood because they were also very intoxicated. Um, it was kind of beautiful, but we were just getting <laughs> absolutely blasted with, like, 40-year-old women, and, um, yeah, it was fun. Wait, that's so fun. I really want to have, like, I've been wanting to go to, like, a fancy bar. That really is, like, my only summer goal, oh, I think. Oh, everybody in this bar, it was, like, a, it was, like, not, like, a bar bar. Like, it was very mm. much, like, a hotel, like, classy, like, all the chairs were mm. white, and there were little booths, and, like, there was, like, huge chandeliers, and there were only, like, maybe, like, two or three other parties other than ours there, and yes. everybody looked like they made at least an income of, like, 500,000 like people there were like wealthy this is Lauren this is what I want I want to go somewhere and drink something disgusting that I can pretend yeah. is delicious because no alcohol is actually good 
and I want to spend more money than I make in seven hours. It and was... I want to wear something fancy. And that's just, like, my biggest post-COVID dream. Like, I really want, like, something classy. Because we, at our house over this past semester, we did a lot of, like, we tried to make fancy drinks. We had our fancy drink moments. But no matter how hard you try, you can never, ever, ever hit it like a real, like, a fancy bar does. I felt so, like, out of place. But, like, I was embracing it. I was like, I'm not one of them. I'm literally, like, my shoe also at this point had been falling apart. And it, I broke it the other day. And Macy and I had nailed, like, we had hammered in nails into the shoe to um, keep it in place. <laughs> the nails had come out an hour before we had reached this bar. I was, again, bleeding profusely because moles oh bleed a lot. Um, and I looked absolutely wretched. Um, but it didn't matter because I was still embracing the environment. I was like, this is yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so that was the definitely the wackiest thing I've done post-graduation. I think Macy can also attest to that. We both like reflected on that night afterwards. We went back to her place and made the most delicious pasta and watched a Bo Burnham um, stand up. It was an incredible night. Oh, so this was like two, two days ago? Was it the new Bo Burnham stand up? No, we watched what? Which, oh my God, I realized in what? He was 22 years old when he did his first stand up for Lauren, Netflix. Lauren, you can't tell me stuff like that. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like when he said, he like walked out on stage, he's like, I'm 22 and I almost choked. Lauren, I'm telling you to never, ever say something like that to me again. It, <laughs> or else I will end this podcast. I have the record button. I could stop this whenever. <laughs> no, you're telling... Uh, Sophie, you're telling me this when I'm, like, two months away from 23. Lauren, we've been over this. 23 is younger than 22. <laughs> but still, I'm less accomplished than Bo Burnham. Well, he's Bo Burnham. I know. I do want to see his new stand-up. But you're apparently also not a stand-up comedian. I'm not. <laughs> But I want to do as much. I'm sure you would have a Netflix special by now. I don't think that's true, but I think it is. That's what um, we have to believe. It is. He was so great at such a young age, and he's only gotten better. I really do love him. That speaks to our ability to perhaps improve and grow. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think. <laughs> Probably. I mean, if Bo Burnham can do it, obviously, logically, we can too. Yeah, one so. of your five husbands. One of my five husbands, yeah, for, for listener. Bo Burnham is on my um, list of five husbands who are people who I think I could um, plausibly marry in my lifetime for different reasons. At this particular moment, I'm, I, the thing is I don't have an actual list of them. I just know that there's five of them. They kind of shift as I remember them. Because I can remember three off the top of my head. Please, which is please. Bo Burnham, um, that one comedian that you made us watch a special oh. of. Uh, who was hot and funny? Yes, um, but I can't. Carmichael. Yes, um, and then of course the guy from Search Party, mm -hmm. um, John Reynolds. John Reynolds, who I tried to DM once and he did not respond. I DM'd him multiple <laughs> times, and I was like, I kept. Let me find my DMs with John Reynolds. I I'm a I'm a celebrity DMer. I love DMing celebrities. I think it's so fun. I did. Um, DM cousin Greg from Succession, and he also did not respond, which was devastating because he doesn't have that many followers. <laughs> they never do. One time, Lauren Murillo and I tried to see who could get a celebrity to respond to us faster, so we both DM'd a bunch of celebrities. I ended up DMing, like, the cast of Love Island from, like, every country, and <laughs> I got, like, three responses. <laughs> I did get a response from Chantal from Search Party, that actress. Um, she, like, sent me a oh, thanks yeah. heart. <laughs> that was huge. 
I'm trying to, like, find my messages with John Reynolds on my computer, which is just, like, oh, I found them. Okay, surf. So first I messaged him on January 22nd, and I said, hey, John Reynolds, loving search party, but I'm having a hard time establishing scale, and that's really impeding my viewing experience. So I have to ask, how tall are you? Thanks. He did not answer. And then a week <laughs> later, I messaged him again, and I said, hey, John Reynolds, assuming you didn't see this, trying to go on with search party but getting very confused about size. Would really love to know your height. <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> I'll follow yes, because up this was also... Right now. <laughs> This was also because we could not find his height on any, like, sort of um, Google search, nothing. We don't know. He is tall. He has to be tall. But sometimes he doesn't look tall. But he, he has to be tall. He is tall. I'm going to ask him again. All right. Ready? Hi, John Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like these might not be going. It seems like these messages may not be going through. <laughs> I had to stop watching Search Party. <laughs> I had to stop watching Search Party because I could not figure out your height. Please let me know at your earliest convenience. <laughs> Thank you. I think one day you're going to get through to him. I think so too. Maybe this will be the one. He doesn't have like that many followers, but he's only getting more famous. And that's kind of problematic. Is he really only getting more famous? What has he been in other than Search so. Party? And I know he's been in stuff before Search Party, but what after? Um, couldn't say. Couldn't name even one thing, but Search Party is getting bigger. <laughs> it, I love, I'm literally trying so hard to get my parents to get HBO Max. I want to finish it so bad. It's um, a great show. And speaking of HBO Max, uh, The Mayor of Easttown. I need to watch great it. show. I finished last night. Uh, I kind of, like, really paid attention for the first three episodes and then paid as little attention as possible for the next three. And then for the finale, I watched it with other people. So because of um, perception of self, I was able to commit to really, like, watching it. And it was good. It's kind of like Kate Winslet absolutely eats. Absolutely great job on Kate Winslet's part. She really does a fantastic um for the listener, Jobs. he was in what it's about. Like, by listener, I okay. mean me, because I am confused. I think I've seen clips of it on TikTok, but I'm not positive that was what I saw. Okay, so I can... This isn't going to be helpful to all listeners, but for you specifically, are you... You, I know, are familiar with Sharp Objects. I love Sharp Objects. It's my comfort yeah. show. Okay, it's, like, kind of like Sharp Objects vibe-wise, but <laughs> instead of her being a journalist, she's a cop. So... You have to, you have to... A little more problematic. <laughs> yeah, there's some moral ambiguity that's kind of on the line here, but... Is it, is the moral ambiguity a part of the show, or is it just the viewer feels weird? No, she's just a cop, and we just kind of have to go with oh, that. We I don't really, that. like, get to question it. Also, she's, like, super involved with everyone who's in the case, so there's a lot of unethical practices going on, but basically, she's a cop, and she's, like, investigating, um, this, like, disappearance slash, like brutal murder according to the description which I read um before I started watching it so it's not a spoiler for me to say that even though it doesn't <sighs> happen until the end of the first episode <laughs> that literally sounds like a perfect um, beach show I might try to get my parents just to get a free trial of HBO Max so we can watch it this week because yeah, famously my family every time we're at the beach we're always either watching for the past three years Big Little Lies or Sharp Objects because every other oh, year definitely watch Mayor of Easttown definitely especially watch it before you um get it spoiled for you oh my god Ugh, fuck. okay i'm gonna i'm pitching it to my parents tonight um it'll be huge 
It's only seven episodes. I'm sure they will love oh it. Oh my god, we could finish it in the week. Mm-hmm. Yes. I watched it in a day. Instead of packing. How long are the episodes? They're pretty long. They're like an hour. Good. Or that's, a little bit longer. That's maybe. literally my perfect show. I've said I've gone on record saying this. I hate shows longer than three seasons. I don't watch shows longer than three seasons. Um, I love a like one to three season long show with each episode being an hour and they're like seven to ten episodes in that season. Um, nice. Those are my shows. Literally obsessed. It's going to be problematic oh, when cool. Succession um, probably goes on to a season four or five, but I will continue because I think that show is brilliant. I mean, I feel like when you're watching it season by season, then it's okay. It's you're right. You're binging it. Lauren so and true. I, this just reminds me that like I love the show The Other Two, which only has oh one season God. at the moment. Oh my God. That is a great show. So if you turn me on, on to HBO it. HBO Max and I made everyone in my life watch it so in the course of like one week i ended up watching the full season like three times because i just would rewatch it with anyone who came and every episode is like 20 minutes and there's 10 episodes in the first season so it literally is so short and i watched the entire thing three times straight through which constitutes lauren's perfect show because it was essentially three seasons by way of watching one season three times and it is a perfect show i was on my flight to and from denver i was thinking of that plane episode so intensely listener if you need any show recommendation absolutely watch the other two it's so good it's so funny and it kind of does apply to a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast in terms of like young stars in the music industry Wow. Connections. Connecting. And now we also, can... speaking of connecting, yes. <laughs> shall we go on to our episode? I was just about to say, let's uh, use this beautiful segue that I've crafted. You really you really did come in and hand of got us into um, this episode plotline, which today, today, listener, we will be discussing... Um, the conspiracies surrounding <laughs> Louis Tomlinson's child, Freddie Rain Tomlinson. <laughs> so, I guess before we get into it, basically, Louis has a child named Freddie with Brianna Jungworth. And this kid was born around 2016. And when he was born, and in the weeks before he was born, fans came to believe that Louis was perhaps faking his his baby because it was presumed to be a throw-off from Larry so they were giving Louie a fake baby (laughs) um (laughs) Lauren what do you remember of this (laughs) so I really do um famously remember so I guess for our listeners I don't think that I've accurately um represented myself in terms of how much I kind of dip my toes into the Larry shipping pool um I, I think I just loved a good conspiracy theory more than, like, mm. being actually invested in their love. I just thought it would be bonkers if they were in a relationship and that all of this had gone into trying to cover it up. And so I was kind of like a little bit of a Larry truther for, like, six months. And those six months <laughs> happened to overlap with Louis' baby. And so I was, like, very much scouring the internet. Specifically, there was, like, a lot of BuzzFeed articles about, like, proving that Louis's baby was like photoshopped into the famous picture of him holding it um and that that baby was entirely made up and did not exist and so for i will say a period of time i absolutely believe that that baby was fake (laughs) yes okay so i also that's why i was drawn to this because i am not a conspiracy theory girl at all like i'm very skeptical i've always like like even like 
supernatural things like astrology like anything that requires just a little bit of like not even imagination but like something that just requires you to believe it without tangible proof I like am very hesitant always so I always want to like believe in ghosts and things but it's just like I don't know I need like until a ghost comes up to me shakes my hand and is like I'm a ghost um and I then like I'm not gonna 100% believe it and so I've never been a conspiracy theory girl however this one conspiracy theory got me I really did believe that Louie's baby was fake and I remember so viscerally and I know exactly what you're talking and what I'm going to be talking about this episode as you've kind of mentioned there was this one BuzzFeed article that was really long and basically laid out the argument for baby gate as it was called (laughs) and (laughs) um she just did a really awesome job of like it was convincing it was a very convincing article for like somebody who was 14 and was very like prone to being talked into like things like I don't know I was kind of a gullible kid and so yeah. this is a very well laid out argument for a gullible kid. Yes. Well, I think that like, I mean, I was like kind of on Tumblr, but I wasn't really on One Direction Tumblr. And I'm sure you were kind of in a similar boat. And so like conspiracy theories like this were rampant on Direction or Tumblr. And like there definitely were other conspiracy theories that had as much evidence as this one did. However, I think because of this singular BuzzFeed article, the journalist really presented it in a way that was, like, investigated and, like, had, like, a clear through line and, like, she presented it as, like, a narrative. So this conspiracy theory kind of became a little bit more mainstream. This was one of the only Tumblr conspiracy theories that was really, like, reported on. Yeah. So it's just easier to believe, I guess, especially to, like, the 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 casual directioner as opposed to the, to the diehard super fan. And I was about to say, I think... Because it's a BuzzFeed article versus a Tumblr thread, there seems to be like credibility to what's mm-hmm. being presented to you. Because exactly, I mean, BuzzFeed is bullshit journalism, but it's being like you can okay, it's bullshit journal. Like, Two thousand twelve BuzzFeed. Hang on, I have to interject. I have been for years. I'm a BuzzFeed defender. I, know I think you are. that it's. I think that BuzzFeed is silly. I think they have a lot of like millennial vibe, like goofy quizzes and whatnot but I think consistently their journalism is actually very good and that's not to say like not the articles where they're like oh my god like you have to check out this new trend that kids are loving and then it's like water or like (laughs) it'll be like kids are dancing like it's but they are like actual journalistic reporting I think has always been very um like cohesive and like easy to read so I actually really like this I will clarify and saying that I think that they have broken great stories and they have had um examples Mm -hmm. of good journalism I think that bullshit is easier to get it slide through the cracks with BuzzFeed it's hard because their like news department is like almost presented as the same as their Mm -hmm. like other articles that are like not supposed to be news and so it's easy to like conflate the two and like yeah, not take BuzzFeed seriously. And I, I guess I'm such a BuzzFeed defender only because people don't take it seriously. Like, it's a very popular thing for people to be like, oh, BuzzFeed's so stupid. And, like, it is. But I think their journalism is great. And that is why this article in particular has come to the forefront of our attention in our one of our first in uh, researched-ish One Direction post-academic episodes. Okay, get into it then. 
I will. I'd like to. I'd love to just clarify to the to the listener that I have done very little actual research for this episode. Um, I will essentially just be restating this BuzzFeed article because I, I there's no one holding us accountable at this point in time, and so I just didn't do as much work as I probably could have, and so and, and that's okay, and we forgive and we learn and we forget, and at least you're getting content, and you should be thanking me for. You should be bowing to my feet for whatever I put forward, whether or not it is good quality or well-researched. Do you agree, Lauren? I do agree. I mean, I'm in it. Thank I you. can only recall what I remember from what year was this article um, posted. I am this. Imp- yeah, the article was posted on the, April 7th, 2016. 2016. God, this really sucked me in in a way that I probably like I was like not really in the fandom at all during this. But I think that I was at a point where like conspiracy ships really grabbed me i won't get much more into it but i was definitely involved no i'm not even gonna say it's really embarrassing but no wait no now you have to <laughs> no it's no i can't i can edit it out if it's that bad no it's not that bad it's just like it's like not bad enough to edit out but it's just like i don't know i was really involved in this one panic of the disco ship oh my god that's not embarrassing Everyone it was is like that. no that's so normal to be a freak. <laughs> Thanks, heart. It's so normal to be super unnatural and raw <laughs> when you're in middle <laughs> I don't okay. know. Everyone that I know liked Panic at the Disco. Everyone fell victim to Panic at the Disco. I know. And the thing is, I always hated Brendan Urie, too. It was the hot guitarist that I was invested in. And he was, mm. like, part of this ship, Ryan Ross. I'll always be a Ryan Ross fan. Don't know where he is I'm- right now. People thought that I think, I don't know. I hope he's doing well. I hope um, so, too. I know very little about Panic! at the Disco. I thought it was one guy. Well, that's what Brendan Urie wants you to think. He's, like, a fucking menace. That's not, like, an even, like, a hot take anymore. It was a hot take in 2016, but now, like, so much shit has come out about him that it's, like, no longer a hot take. Okay, I've, I've thought he was a menace ever since uh, Me, off of Taylor, Taylor Swift's Lover album, when he is just, like, the worst part of that album and perhaps Taylor Swift's career period oh I think absolutely he is I cannot I don't know how that collaboration came to be I know this is not our podcast but I would love to do an entire episode a bonus episode on me it's creation (laughs) I'm just so curious about how something so awful slipped through the cracks and I feel bad because I know like a lot of like especially like younger kids really like that song and I think that's valid but like as a song it is bad Brandon Urie is atrocious why did they collab not her best song. No, and again, I love Lover, huge Lover defender. It's absolutely the worst song off that album. And it is mm. it doesn't represent her sound whatsoever, I don't think, because none of Lover really sounds like me, and none of her other songs prior to or after sound like me. So I can't even say, no. it, like, def- you can't even defend it as like, oh, that's just the way that she was wanting to go sonically. Literally doesn't sound like her shit. I know. It was like her lead single, too, for that I album. Know. And like... But I guess she has a history of, like, her lead singles, or at least on Reputation, the same thing happened where her lead single wasn't, like, that much like the rest of the album. I think it was, it was the one that was for Kanye. What was it again? Like, What You Made Me Do. Yeah, no, it it was her lead single. And that's why I think so many people listen to Folklore and uh, Evermore, because there was no lead single. (laughs) You have to listen. Interesting, interesting, (laughs) interesting. But on that note, back to... Back to Freddie Rain Tomlinson. How old so, is he now? I think he's like five. Oh my god, we should get so, him on the podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be fun. 
Do you think <laughs> I, I do you think he's booked or would he have availability? <laughs> do you think he's that's real? the one way to prove that he's real? Have get him pod. Get his yeah. take. We read the article to him. And we finally him. break baby gate. Yeah. <laughs> we have him live react to the BuzzFeed article. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know what he's actually like in real life. I feel I like mean, he's probably annoying. But I guess like, he's five. Everyone's annoying when they're five. I actually think that people are pretty tolerable when they're five. Oh, but you like kids. I do. I love kids. I would love oh. this kid. I wonder what his relationship to Louis is like. Okay, sorry. Off topic. Let's get <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Freddie. We'll get to Freddie. But let's start with Louis. So, basically, the, the theory started, or it dates back to May of 2015, when a Twitter account called at Brianna Facts was created. At this point in time, and it was for Brianna Jungworth, that was the name, the handle was Brianna Facts. Um, Brianna had not yet been associated with Louie, and this Tumblr post that is uh, superimposed in the article says... Um, the Twitter account Brianna Fax was created on May 12th, 2015. Brianna had not yet been associated with Louis, and how would a fan know that she would be significant, let alone become pregnant with his child? A more believable explanation for this is that it was management setting things up early. So it starts before Freddie is even, like, on the scene, before he's even, like, fetus vibes. Like, mm-hmm. this is when he's still swimming around in Louis, or Ew. not at all, who's to say? Two days after... Brianna Facts was created on Twitter. Louis and Brianna were pictured leaving a club together, and I think this was the first time they were seen. And fans found a paparazzi video where at 29 seconds, a paparazzo... Is that singular? It says paparazzo. Is that a singular form of paparazzi? I feel like I remember seeing paparazzo on Tumblr, and I always just accepted that I didn't understand why people used it like that. Oh, I hate that entirely. Also, how did we let paparazzi, the phrase, become the word that we use to describe that? Like, it should, paparazzi is, like, a crazy word. Oh, it is a crazy word. <laughs> it I, should be something else. Like, couldn't we just say, like, picture guy? I, I kind of love we've committed to it. paparazzi. I guess it's fun. It's, like, flamboyant. It's super flamboyant. I really like but it, actually. Are, are paparazzi the ones who deserve that, like, fun I was title? just about to say, I don't think paparazzi deserve such a fun name. They're actually yeah. heinous. We should yeah. strip them of paparazzi and um, name somebody else that. Give, give that title to, like, I don't know, healthcare Doctors. workers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paparazzi for sure don't deserve a word that has two Zs in it. Like, very no. few words in the English language get two Zs. And, and three paparazzi Ps. Be one of them. There's only two Ps, but you really are close. <laughs> Yeah, P A P A. Ratsy. I thought it was P A P P. But still, two is a lot of P's. Especially, like, they're both like the. I'm not a linguistics girl, but they're both like the like hard P sound, like the P, as yeah. opposed to like a F. But I guess. Like, they if really they, had the like P, P. I don't know. If they weren't called paparazzi, then we would not have Lady Gaga's song, Paparazzi. Which would be. Maybe they could have had a different three. What if it was like, instead of paparazzi, she was like. Picture guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Or they could be called, like, I guess what's a really boring word? Like, photographer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that is what they are. Like, naughty reporter. <laughs> <laughs> That's too fun. <laughs> naughty reporter. <laughs> Love um, that. Anyway, this Tumblr post that she's studying from wrote, 
So on May 14th, Louis and Brianna were seen leaving a club together in L.A. At Anna's private on Twitter was tweeting his location all night, wanting Paps to go there and see them. The video below is that night. Brianna is walking quite close to Louis, so every pic of him, she will be there in the background. At 29 seconds, you can hear the pap go, this one's for the sun, who later to win, went on to use that photo for their one conception front page, great headline, um, and the infamous photo of them was taken. <laughs> you can see Brianna posing in the photo when it's taken. She wanted and was most likely instructed to be in all photos, becoming associated with Louis. Interesting. Okay. I do like one conception I mean, as a title, um, mm-hmm. but I will say if I'm seeing a person that is famous, presumably... And we are being mobbed by the paparazzi. It would be weird for me to tag, like, behind. Like, I would want to get close to them because I'd be afraid. <laughs> like, quite frankly, yeah. that would be the situation. I agree. I think that we're, like, looking at this as her wanting attention because she's about to get pregnant. However, I would argue, like, maybe she's just naturally, like, she just naturally wants attention, as she should. Like, it, like if I were with Louis Tomlinson absolutely take a picture of me i'm with louis tomlinson exactly <laughs> like I, get, that's attention i think there are multiple reasons why she would want to like get closer to louis in this situation mm-hmm. physically and a lot fewer reasons why she would want to separate herself from louis in this situation mm-hmm. physically so i have to agree yeah but i guess if we're to on the flip side are you in favor of this okay are we doing like a a counter argument argument yeah yeah Maybe they're right, and maybe she did want people to know that they were together. For or her she was instructed pregnancy. to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I accidentally pressed the little button that brings you to the top of the article, <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> During a show exactly one month after the pair were photographed together, Louis threw a toy doll off the stage, saying, It's not real. Baby gators take this as foreshadowing. <laughs> He literally, so it looks like someone literally, like, threw a doll on the stage, and he was like, hang on, this isn't real, and he threw it off. And so I guess that's, like, a symbol that, like, his baby also wasn't real. (laughs) But, okay, so with that, that's a little contrived, because would that mean there was, like, a planted management slash, like, requested fan member that had to throw the baby on there in order for him to then go, it's not real? Like, Well, it seems weird that, like, Louis would, like, hinted the fact that his baby wasn't real if he wanted everyone to think it was real. Exactly, and it does seem more likely that he would say it's not real so that people wouldn't get concerned when he chucks something that looks like a child back into the crowd. Yeah, (laughs) this admittedly is the weakest piece of evidence for me. In fact, I would argue that it perhaps argues against the point uh, altogether. I agree. I'm sorry, baby. I'm kind of, like, rooting for the baby gators because I was one. I'm rooting for the baby gators, too. I'm also, like, I don't know. I mean... When do you hear about Louis Tomlinson's kid? I know, apparently he's like so he's still around on like the mom's Instagram, but like I don't see Louis bringing him on stage and like doing little like father son tricks with him. I don't see Louis father son singing tricks. duets with Freddie Rain Tomlinson. <laughs> so I don't understand like that's what dads do. I thought, and so I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced. That he's real? Or that he's Louis? Yeah, I don't know. I would think that if Louis actually had a son, they would always be wearing matching outfits, that little striped shirt, and they would be... <laughs> of course. <laughs> and they would be, like, singing songs about loving each other. You know what I mean? Like, he would be the fifth member of One Direction, probably. Of course. They would still be going together, all of One Direction. Yeah. If, what's his name? Teddy? What, what is what is Freddie. Freddie. <laughs> Freddie Rain. If Freddie Rain is around. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
Okay, but this is actually, this is where it gets a little wonky. Okay. This is the, this is the part of the article where I really believe it. Okay, I'm ready. Her pregnancy was confirmed one month after they were photographed together. Several fans have pointed out that confirming the pregnancy so early on and before the safe 12-week mark that most celebrities wait for is evidence that Brianna was never pregnant. I have to agree. That is I think it is weird that they announced it so early, especially since they weren't really, like, a couple. Yes. Like, they kind of... It's it's odd that they were so forward about... it. Even if it was, like, actually a pregnancy, I definitely think that could have been about Larry. Like, I think Louis could have been like, thank God you're pregnant. Like, I know. <laughs> let's tell everyone. <laughs> no, because that is weird, because, like... Like, yeah, famously, celebrities are very much encouraged to wait the 12-week mark because it's very mm-hmm. difficult if, like, there is some sort of, like, incident and they can no longer have the child, and then they have to publicly announce that as well. It's really hard. Who was that one celebrity? Oh, it was Mariah Carey that Ellen made her drink while she was still, or, like, propositioned her to drink while she hadn't announced her pregnancy yet, but was pregnant. Oh, yeah. In order <laughs> to make her admit that her, she was pregnant, and then she had a miscarriage, like, weeks later. And Ellen made her announce that pregnancy. So, yes, it is very traumatic for somebody to be in the public eye, announce a pregnancy too early on, and then lose the child and have to announce that. So it is weird that, like, they would not take those precautious steps to make sure that, like, they knew for sure before going public just for, like, Brianna's, like, like, stability. It's unusual for celebrities to, like, own these kind of, like, extramarital or not like extramarital because he wasn't married to anyone but like this is someone who he wasn't dating for a long time like they literally had been photographed together once before she got pregnant and it seems like a weird move for them to be like yeah she's pregnant like look she's pregnant like it just seems very like they definitely wanted people to know she was pregnant even though it's like a weird sitch yeah, it is undeniable that they definitely wanted everyone to know that she was pregnant mm-hmm. in a way that is suspicious, a little suspicious. And so, point one for the baby gators. That's weird, and it's not within the, the standard practice of, like, people in the public eye, so. So true. Um, okay, so the next interesting detail comes in November 2015. Anne-Marie Sampson, the head of Psycho PR, which, again, famously mm-hmm. we know, their management company, Gave birth to twins in L.A. Louis was also in L.A. at this time. Stop. Note the length of his hair here. It becomes important later. I'm really just reading you guys. <laughs> no, but I'm so in it because I remember because the length of his hair, I'm pretty sure is the same length in the picture. I think that's what it's alluding mm-hmm. to. Yeah. The picture yeah. of him and his child. Mm-hmm. It is. In January, Freddie was born. However, even the tweets have been called into question. Many fans notice that Louis usually leaves a space between the end of a word and explanation mark. But when he, like, tweeted the announcement of the pregnancy, he tweeted, I'm pleased to say my baby son was born yesterday, space, smiley face, baby emoji. He is healthy and pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm very happy. Two explanation points, no space. Um, lots to unpack here. Because why did he just say pretty amazing? This is his son. <laughs> he couldn't even just, like, say amazing. <laughs> That's what I would say about, like, a good dinner I have. I'd be like, it was pretty amazing. He's pleased to say his baby son was born yesterday. I mean, I guess they are acquaintances at this point. <laughs> it's also, they, they are acquaintances. <laughs> I think it's odd to have to announce that he's, like, happy about it. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Can't you just say, like, congrats, like, my baby was born yesterday. Yay. I don't know. I feel like it's weird to be, like, I'm very happy. I, uh, maybe I just don't want him talking about his emotions because I'm kind of, um, 
a little anti-Louis, although I'm now pro-Louis, we've decided. Yes, I will say, like, I can forgive him for being an awkward captioner, especially in 2016, where I feel like everybody was bad at captioning things. It just wasn't the practice back in the day. So I can, I can, I can let that slide a little bit. I do think it is, um, I think the twin thing is funny. And I, and a little convincing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'd have to agree. I'd well, have to agree. Cause where are the twins now? Because I would like to know, did one of them, like, magically, like, disappear? No. <laughs> I think the argument was never that, like, she gave one of her kids to Louie. I think it was just that Louie was, like, photogra- like taking pictures with these, oh. like, newborn babies and, like, passing them off as some baby. Um, but it wasn't just the explanation points that created suspicion. Explanation marks. But the wording in time of the tweet, too. This is interesting. Brianna Instagrams an image of her with Freddie alongside the caption, 121-2016, Freddie Rain, love of my life. But Louis' announcement arrived on the 23rd of January, and he said Freddie had arrived yesterday. So he got the birthday wrong <laughs> for his own son. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, yeah. That's weird, right? Yeah, because, yeah, his mom was like, she, he was born on January 24th, and Louis was like, he was born on the 22nd. And if you look at the pictures, basically, Brianna was like, oh, right. Brianna's friend tweeted a picture that was like, Brianna just sent, like, her actual documented friend and tweeted, Brianna just sent this this to me. I'm so excited for this little one. And it was a picture that was, that exact photo had been posted on a completely unrelated lifestyle blogger's account, like, weeks before Freddie was born. (laughs) So it was not her photo at all. Isn't that's that so weird. Yeah, that's a hard one to defend. That's a really mm. fucking hard. That's a huge point for the baby gators. Like, what the fuck? It's so. It's like because like, I can't think of a rational. I can't rationalize this one away. Like no. you're there. You would just have somebody take a picture of you and your baby. Like maybe she looked really harrowed and was like just like well, no, but like. I should add, it's not a picture of her and the baby. This is just a picture of her stomach, so you can't see the face. Oh. It's, like, her hand laying over her stomach from, like, the head perspective, kind of looking down at her, like, feet. Um, but it's just, like, someone in a hospital bed, like, touching the tummy, like, oh, I'm going into labor. Like, yeah, yeah I'm excited for my baby. But it's, like, weird to send your friend a fake picture that, like, you absolutely did not ta- take. And there's more similarities because, like, the pictures that Brianna posted looked very, very, very similar to the ones that that lifestyle blogger had posted for her baby. And, like, Brianna posted this picture of her with the baby where she's, like, her head's against, like, their heads are touching, kind of. And it's, like, her side profile. And her side profile looks exactly like the lifestyle blogger. So. Maybe she just really liked that lifestyle blogger and wanted to take as much info as possible. But at the same time, it does lead to the argument of, finding a lifestyle blogger who has just had a child that looks a lot like this one person so photoshopping would be incredibly easy and convenient to do yes and people started to look at their eye colors so people found that like (laughs) brianna's eye color in the picture she posted with like freddie was different than the one in the paparazzi photos so her instagram she has blue eyes and in the paparazzi photos she has brown eyes because i was going to say if it's a couple shades even like a blue to green i could be convinced that that's just light but, like, brown to blue is hard. She's much further away in the paparazzi shots, and her eyes could be blue. It's, like, kind of... Okay, I can get I they, can like, that. look brown, but, like, they're, it's definitely far. And her eyes aren't, like, a light blue. They're, like, kind of, like, dark blue vibes. Um, similar to my eyes. 
Okay, Sophie. <laughs> um, oh, oh my god. And people started to compare the pictures of Freddy to the picture that existed of the PR rep's newborn baby. And people were like, oh my god, these babies are identical. Which, like, absolutely they were, but that's because every baby ever created has looked exactly identical to the other ones. You know, so true. Babies yeah. all look alike. Babies all look um, alike. But there are a bunch of photos, like, comparing the two babies. And it's like, hang on, why are these babies identical? Is this, is this from Louis Tomlinson and Brianna's photo shoot with Anna Marie Psycho's babies? Anna Marie, not Psycho, Anna Marie Sampson's from Psycho's. Yeah, children. Twin son. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm convinced. Ah, okay, and then there's more. Oh my god, keep then, going. There's pictures of Brianna leaving the hospital, and she, like, was just walking out, like, in a cute outfit carrying, the like, the baby carrier, and people are like, hang on, when you leave the hospital after you give birth, usually you're put into a wheelchair, um, like, almost always, because you just, like, had a harrowing experience wherein you gave birth to, like, a human being, but she was, like, walking fine and jolly, she looked healthy, she looked great. And people, like, looked at zoomed out photos, and they saw, like, a private property sign, and they were like, hang on, this is, like, clearly a fake hospital. <laughs> but, okay, to the fake hospital, what are these fake hospitals that are existing? Did they elaborate? I guess it's more, like, less of a fake hospital and more that they were, like, taking it outside of a place that wasn't a hospital, and they were just, like, pretending to leave a hospital, but really they were, like, just at, at any old place. See, I... In these photos, they're getting into a car. This is supposed to be, like, post-discharge. I take... Maybe, I don't know. I take slight issue with that, only because I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to walk out of a real hospital and still fake the photos. Maybe they wanted, like, (laughs) extreme privacy and, like, they didn't want anybody to see in order to, like, keep the shtick going. Mm. But I feel like they could achieve that by still having her walk out of a real hospital. (laughs) Yeah, they also could have just left, um, like, a hospital, and there could have plausibly been a private property sign near... Like, the the private property sign is, like, on a building nearby. It's not, like, on the actual building they're leaving. So, like, a hospital could be next to private property. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't necessarily seem like the most compelling piece of evidence. I really think, honestly, they sold me with, like, the birth dates with Brianna's fake photo. Like, those are the two things that really got me on Babygate. People also seem to think that the, like, birth certificate was fake. Um, apparently, the, like, birth certificate that they posted is one that you can, or, like, you can, you can buy a birth certificate. So, it's easily, easily, easily faked. And that's what we seem to think the case is with this one. That was all, that was all fine and good and all of this evidence is what led fans to believe that baby gate was real and that louis tomlinson's baby freddie was in fact not a baby at all or not louis's baby at all but simply a, a management construct sure 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 but things got all the more complicated when louis began to post pictures of his uh kid yes the famous picture i know exactly what you're talking about he's like cradling the kid in his arm like this his head's hands on his head he's looking down Mm -hmm. he's got like a shag cut and tattoos are visible ish yes listener we'll post this on we can post this in our instagram yeah Um, oh my god this should this be our promo picture (laughs) this can be one of them yeah it could be in there for sure he's he's holding the baby to his chest like eyes down he's not looking at the kid he's in fact looking almost past it (laughs) and the kid is like kind of behind him like 
nuzzled into his chest. Louis shirtless. Um, it's a black and white photo. Yep. And you can see his tattoos on his chest. And the caption is, meet my little lad, Freddie. I remember. Huge. Huge. Immediately, people were suspicious about the fact that the image was in black and white, which makes photo distortion easier because the rest of the pictures on his Instagram grid were in color, all of them. I will say that I feel like if there was ever a special occasion to have a black and white picture, it'd be a, a birth or a funeral. And we got one of this them is here. True. This is true. I guess it is like more sentimental. And also, like, I'm looking at it, like the screenshot of Louis' Instagram feed that's included in this article. There's absolutely no vibe to it. It's not like he had, like, a cohesive feed and then he was, like, he wasn't, like, going for, like, a red, like, an orange teal theme and then he was, like, black and white. Like, it was very much, like, eclectic photos. He, in fact, even has a photo of what I believe is scrambled eggs, but (laughs) I couldn't even tell you. It's just, like, a horrible-looking food. He did not have the highest of standards for his photos, so it doesn't shock me that much that he would depart from from his usual posting habits. I agree. I second that entirely. Wonderful. And then people started to try to argue that the picture was photoshopped and, like, that the baby had been superimposed onto the photo because it kind of looks like he's, like, not touching Louie. And here's in this BuzzFeed article where I get a little confused because there's just a lot of, like, screenshots that people on Tumblr posted where they circled random parts of the image, but it almost seems arbitrary to me which parts they circled. It's like his eyebrow was circled, and to be honest, I don't know what they're trying to point out. Yep. I remember the circling of, like, every little detail of that picture, especially his tattoos, so intensely. <laughs> There's another photo later in this article where his tattoos become a huge point of contention. Um, I think that people believe that, like, they posted him with his shirt off so that you knew it was Louie, because, like, if his shirt was on it could have easily been a body double or something of that nature but that is going under the assumption that management thinks that these people are going to be doing this which i'm sure that they didn't like if i was planning to have a fake pregnancy or i was planning for somebody else to have a fake pregnancy i don't know i wouldn't imagine like i would want to put them in a t-shirt right because that makes it easier i don't know i just wouldn't go to the the mental gymnastics of planning this to assume that i need to prove that louis is Louie in this picture by making it harder on me to, like, present. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, but directioners are different. I know they are. It would be easier because then, yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about messing up the tattoos. But maybe they knew that they were were dealing with them. Maybe they did. With the the most obsessive fandom of all time. (laughs) With the greatest fandom of all time. The greatest detectives of all time. Truly, truly. Also, just a side comment, whenever I'm speaking and you're not, I think you're frozen because you are just being so still. (laughs) Really? Like, you're really, yeah, you keep, like, really, like, just being, like, statuesque, like, you're glowing. You look, like, completely frozen in time, and I keep believing, I'm, like, I'm going to stop talking and this, like, Zoom is going to be over, my Wi-Fi is cut out, but then you move, and I'm, like, oh, (laughs) shocker. (laughs) I'm just in it that intensely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this conspiracy riveting so well, there i think there are equal amounts of like arguments and counter arguments in this conspiracy and that's why i'm so like absolutely in it is because like i think that you can create just as valid of an argument in favor of and is and against i would agree generally however mm-hmm. i would say that the anti-baby gate uh propagandists 
do have an advantage in that Freddy is real. Okay, and but <laughs> I will say in Freddy 2016, still around, unfortunately, we're saying that as 2021ers, but in 2016, I argue that there was this an equal true. like side to this when like the existence of Teddy was still like gray. <laughs> yeah, he was like literally gray because this photo was in black and white. So actually, um, his existence was gray. I guess now it's in um, color, but color he's blonde oh i don't know how i feel about that i know you don't like blonde people like blonde boys i well okay or blonde men i've actually come to realize that i think i'm more blonde tolerant than i um you ever meant to be when i just kind of like think back i'm like i might be more (laughs) accepting of blonde people than i ever meant for I never meant my life to take that turn. I don't I don't like what I've become. I can't support my own lifestyle, but I think that I have to come out and say that I'm pro blonde men now. Yeah, we're Freddie stands. We love Freddie. I mean I wouldn't go so far as to say I love Freddie. I only have so much <laughs> that I can love any five year old. And so I can't be entirely pro Freddie, but I can be Freddie neutral. <laughs> Okay. I won't come out as hating a five-year-old because I think that's also a bad look. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ambivalent. I, I'll say I don't love him, but I like him. And you can be neutral, and so okay. we're, like, marginally favorable and towards Freddie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah. more of a take than most people have on Freddie Rain Tomlinson. <laughs> so we're already coming at Agreed. it from an advantage just by having any opinion at all. I feel um, like as a podcast, but, we should make stances, so... This is our stance. We should. We'll have to announce this publicly um, <laughs> when people come. The people, the the Freddie silent silencers. Yeah, start rising up. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come out as um, positive neutral on Freddie. <laughs> but there's a lot more pictures of Freddie and this baby. I it's almost hard for me to like articulate this in an audio medium just because it's all photos and they're all just again pictures of Louis that are circled. Um, there's an argument that, like, he had a heart tattoo that isn't visible in the photo of him and Freddie. Like, yeah, there's just, like, circles of different, like, areas of, like, heat. There's one picture that says, what the actual fuck? And then it's, like, six photos. It's, like, one of Louie in a different situation. And then it looks like they edited the baby onto him and are, like, comparing it with the picture of the baby. And, like, of course they look similar because it's a picture of Louie edited with, his child so yes it looks similar to the real photo of louis with his child but it's kind of a confusing argument i have to say i don't quite get this one it's just like almost like a mirage of like louis increasingly with the baby until the final photo which is just a screenshot of his instagram post (laughs) i don't know if that really articulates what the post is but i don't understand the post so i can't do any better well yeah i think this is Um, when the argument starts to fall apart in the way that i feel like they were not speaking to uh, an audience of like new eyes like they're very much speaking to a tumblr community that has already started investigating this and just kind of compiling yeah. all the evidence but they're not trying to present it in a way that, like the the beginning it works but here when you get into the weeds you lose a lot of people yeah also it's just hard because like I think that they, there was a solid argument until evidence of Freddie really was starting to get circulated. Like, when they were like, no, here's a picture of Louie and his son. It's a lot harder to be like, 
oh, but Louie got the birthday wrong when it's like there's literal pictures. <laughs> like the baby like, is yes, here. You can, yeah, you can say they're photoshopped, but that's a harder argument than just to like look at a picture, which like is evidence to some level. But then there was another photo of him with the baby that this is the one where his hair was considerably shorter than it was at the time that it was photographed. So you can see like at the back of his head, like near the nape of his neck, if you will, his hair just like looks super short. But when he was photographed like that same week, his hair was like all the way back down to like towards the bottom of his neck, which is a little fishy. That is, especially with the um, evidence that was previously presented about him going to see the psycho management team leaders, mm-hmm. babies, when his hair was that yeah, length. Yeah, when his hair was short. The only thing that I'll say in favor of this not being, um, of this not being super crazy, is that Louis's head is kind of tilted down, whereas like in the photo where they're showing his hair length, his head is like normal height. So. I think his hair could just be, like, lifting up because he's, like, pointing down. But it does look shorter than it does in real life. So that's a little that's a little weird. That's a little weird. I don't know where, like, the baby gate, uh, the baby gators of 2016 stand today. Like, I, I don't know if there's any 2021 baby gators. Can you look it and up? I might have, yeah, yeah. I should have done that research prior to this episode, and I would have if I were, um, a good reporter but <laughs> it truly would um, be crazy if there are still active baby gators refusing to believe that freddy is real i think there could be i really think that there's a world where that's true because like i don't know if louis ever posts about his kid ever but i guess again it was just like i mean it's not his girlfriend it's just like his rent like some kid to him in a, in a way i mean i guess not really because it is a child but i am looking at Freddie custody comes up. Yeah, I don't think they're together anymore. Oh, there was a custody battle. Let's see. Hold on. It was a. This is a People magazine article that I'm pulling up, and Louis really wanted fifty-fifty custody, but apparently, um, let's see what happened. The so it's Louis Tomlinson pleads for privacy for son Freddie amid custody battle. A rep for Louis Tomlinson calls paparazzi attention on the singer's son Freddie intolerable and completely unjustifiable. This was a 2020 article, mm. December second, 2020. So kind of recently. Oh, like this this past year. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I can't imagine like if Louis had well because Louis's off doing like EDM concerts. What if he was like having this baby in tow and they were like an insider close to jungle worth added that the stylist and tomlinson's temporary arrangement was complicated when he began dating actress danielle campbell brianna was upset and that's when the drama started it's the last thing in this article it's weird that louis tomlinson has like a five-year-old child right now at this point in culture it is weird how old was he when he had this kid then he was the oldest of them which makes me feel a little bit better he was the oldest of them. He had to be, like, at least 24. Oh, I saw a picture of the kid. He is kind of adorable. He does look like Louie. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like Louie? A little bit, yeah, in the face. Oh, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate for the baby gators. Okay, so Louie was 29 and Brianna was 28. So, like, pretty normal age to have a kid. Louie Tomlinson divides his time between the UK and LA to see his son. Okay, it seems like it's really his kid. It, but like, looks like him. Evidence- 
Oh my god. To the contrary. Oh no, what? No, I'm just saying that I saw a picture and I'm like, there's like literally no way this couldn't be his kid. Like I just totally um we blew up Baby Gate with this one picture. Maybe maybe Psycho um paid for a ton of crazy plastic surgery for this child in order to make him look like Louis. Yeah, I'm just gonna show you this I'm I am gonna turn the camera. I'm gonna show you this one picture. It just looks so much like Louis that like I don't think it could not be. Like, I just saw that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, listener, since you can't see this photo, which, you know, we'll, again, we'll include this in our most, in our Instagram post, um, which is a practice that I'm adopting from another podcast that I listen to, Sugar Rush, if anyone's familiar. It's very funny. And they're young, which makes me really pissed off because they're funny. Whatever. And they're more popular than our podcast because... Um, for now. I know about it and I don't know them in real life. Yeah, for now, for now. But they post, like, pictures from the, of things they talk about in their photo sets when they, like, promote the episode. And I think we might have to start doing that, especially with this episode, which is heavily discussing photographs. But for listener, the picture that Lauren just showed me is um this twisted little kid... Just kind of grinning at the camera. Is he, is he holding a food? He's holding like an ice cream. Like a little like fox color or like shaped ice cream. Yes, yes. I have the picture now. And his face, um, I would just implore that you picture Louis Tomlinson. And like his, his face with super blonde hair. And just kind of like, yeah, a smug look that only comes from a child. Oh. who is enjoying a snack. Devastating. What? I will be reading this article afterwards because in my research about trying to find uh, 2021 fake uh, baby gators, there's a whole article about, it's called How a Fake Baby is Born, and it's talking about all the conspiracy theories around fake babies on the internet, um, included um, Freddie. Oh my god. Okay, my friend Jake, um, who is a, a, a two-gid, he... Um, <laughs> he was a huge in high school believer that what was it Solange was Beyonce's daughter (laughs) well how old is Solange or maybe it was vice versa it was something weird where like I think it was Solange was Beyonce's daughter and they were like lying about their age or something it is like a it is a theory hold on and I have to say that is the craziest baby conspiracy theory that I'm aware of because Solange I'm trying Solange how old is she well, which one's older? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I thought that Solange was older. Maybe she's... No, she's younger. She's 34. And then I be, think Beyonce is, like, in her 40s. Let's see. Okay, so, so this is... I found an article about it. It says, Beyonce gave birth to Solange in a teen and is actually 44, according to Wild Theory. Wait, what? Solange gave birth to Beyonce? No, no, no. This There was a fan theory that Beyonce gave birth to Solange when she was a teenager, and Beyonce's actually older than she claims to be. Oh, because it says that Beyonce's 39 and Solange is uh, 34. That's a big, like, that's not a big age gap, so that would be a very hard sell. I think the argument is that Beyonce would have been pregnant when she was 12 or 13. That, that's an insane argument. They have the exact same age gap as my little sister and I. That means there would be a conspiracy theory that I'm my sister's mother. <laughs> We'll have Jake come on and, and defend. Does he still believe it? <laughs> like, is this an active bug? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't followed up with him about if he still believes the conspiracy theory. He'll definitely tell me when he hears us talking about this um, and reminds me that we talked about it. So I guess we'll find out and maybe we can update listener. I guess all you really, I don't know if there's any more like super compelling evidence from Babygate. 
I literally have like 80 tabs open and none of them are the article that I'm looking for, which is open somewhere. Just apparently not anywhere where I need it to Ooh, be. I did find a quote from Brianna about the baby gate. <gasps> What'd she say? Brianna commented on an MTV News Instagram post, which showed her baby photoshopped out of one of the photos of Louis holding him. This is the quote. Sorry, but that is just cool. I don't usually speak out much, but I'd like to know how would you feel as a new proud mother reading something like this? How dare anyone call my child fake? That's sick and morally wrong. Say all you'd like, but I won't let anyone take away the happiness I have for my baby son. I know Louie won't either. Scene. Wow. I mean, I guess that's, like, what we should believe. No, it... I mean, that's what that's what she wants us to think. Oh, my God. Did you that know there's a, there's a rumor that Niall had a secret son named... <gasps> okay, so, okay. When Niall's brother Greg had a child in 2014, some fans naturally thought the baby was Niall's. Why? No reason, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it, like, makes sense for, like... It's so easy with, like, boys to just be like, yeah, that kid could be anyone's. Because, like... I don't know. Men have nothing to do with the pregnancy. Like they really just like make the baby happen, and then like it's like the baby's in development, and the dad can kind of just step away. So like, sure, Niall could have a kid. Harry Styles could have eleven kids that are running around, and none of us would ever know. It's really up to the mother whether or not she wants to, how much she wants the dad to be involved. So like, they could all have kids. I don't, you know what I mean? No. Apparently, there's another rumor that um. Princess Kate and Prince William of Europe um, named their child Louis after Louis Tomlinson. Oh, I like to believe that that one's true. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. That's like the oh, most okay. compelling. Yeah. I have one more, one more piece of evidence to submit for the baby gate case. There's a few other like picture, again, some like guesses of like which parts of the picture may have been edited and which haven't been. However, this, there was... Another leg of the argument that argued that the baby was, in fact, a doll um, mm. because the babies were closed in every single picture posted of it. And if you look at the hands of the baby, they're in the same exact position in every photo that Louis posted of the baby up to the point of this article's writing um, point. Yeah, even like paparazzi pictures that were taken of the kid, his eyes were closed. And there's you can make dolls look really real. And then the last, and there was like, Brianna posted a picture of the baby's feet, which has since been deleted, and his toes are, like, splayed, and apparently kids who are that young, like, can't, like, spread their toes like that, but if you Google baby doll feet, they look exactly like the feet in the picture. That is convinced. See, I, again, if we were in 2016, I think the the amount of evidence for, in favor of, and against would be, like, equal. What are the odds that, like, Freddy is a real baby, but, like, he's... And he definitely he definitely is Louis, because he looks too much like him for that not to be real. But, like, what are the chances that infant Freddy was fake? Like, what if, like, they were maybe, like, faking the photography around it all and, like, making it look fancier and, like, flashier than it actually was for some reason or another? And I think that is... I was actually thinking about that well uh, as well. I think that is a compelling argument. Because I could almost see... I mean, I don't know if this would be, like... Maybe this is, like, too favorable of, like, the team around them. But, like, what if they just wanted to allow them to have some sort of privacy in the months leading up to the pregnancy? Mm -hmm. So they're like, why don't we construct some sort of photo shoot early on before it gets, like, more intense or more harder or more tiring for you? And so you can have these to post around the time of the pregnancy so you don't have to worry about, like, handling all this sort of, like, social media, like, Mm. 
like capturing of the moment in the moment. Yeah. Okay. I have another theory to pitch. Um, what if like, because Brianna and Louis were never dating. I don't think. I'm pretty sure they were always just like friends mm. or like billed as like close friends. So what if it was like one night stand vibes and like she got pregnant earlier than the because that that would be why they announced it so early. Like maybe she was pregnant even before the month that they were spotted together and like the reason she was so present in those pics was because she was already pregnant at that time and they were like trying to get them out together so that when they announced the pregnancy it wouldn't be like oh my god they don't know each other at all like so they they were trying to be seen together because at this time she was already pregnant do you think that she wanted the kid and he didn't i think he wanted it because i don't think he would have i think he could easily have stepped away he did only call it pretty amazing (laughs) (laughs) you're right (laughs) surefire sign that he had no interest (laughs) um I mean I think that he wanted it because I feel like he's so rich that he probably could have just and this isn't someone who he was dating so I think he could have easily like made the problem go away and like kept it a secret if he didn't want it um or like just like paid Brianna or like provided child support or something and like I don't think that this would have been the way to go if he didn't want the kid no you're right you're right you're right um, um, I do think that there is a very plausible scenario in which these pictures were staged, though, prior to actually having Freddie. Um, I think the timeline could have been, like, entirely different. Yeah. Because like, especially if Brianna and Louis, like, weren't really together together, like, they might have had to, like, put on this image of, like, being with each other just so that they could, like, make Louis out to be more sympathetic almost. Yeah. Or, like make it seem to be, like, a happy arrangement when, like, maybe it was a mistake, maybe... Maybe there were regrets involved, maybe it was more complicated, yeah. more gray, and it was something mm-hmm. that they necess- wouldn't necessarily want in a public atmosphere, but they didn't really have a choice either way, so this was a way to try to navigate it and make it a little bit easier. Here's what I'm choosing to believe. I believe that Freddie was born before it was announced, and that mm. she, Brianna, Brianna and Louie had a one-night stand, and or like they hooked up in a casual way Mm -hmm. and then Brianna got pregnant and six weeks later she found out and then told Louie and Louie was like shit she's keeping this baby and so then they were like we have to be seen together so that when I announce my pregnancy like people know that we've been together people assume we've been together and that's why they went on the town and they have this photo shoot where they were making sure that Brianna stood close to Louie because that way they could easily be associated because at this time, Brianna was already pregnant in my timeline. Yeah, I agree. And then maybe they went and took pictures with this baby so that they could, like, I don't know why they would need I guess because then it was, like, actually the age that they wanted it to be. Yeah. No, it makes sense if they, like, she was pregnant longer than it was. Like, if those paparazzi pictures were taken prior or after she was already pregnant, but they had to announce it as it was prior to, then mm-hmm. obviously that timeline's not going to add up. Like, they wanted it to seem like they had been together before she was pregnant, and that might not have been the case. And so that does throw your timeline out of whack, so you have to operate under that. There was some fishy... I think It was definitely fishy. I think Babygate has too much much credibility for it to be entirely fabricated. I agree. No, I... That's where I stand. We are definitely, like, giving credit to the Babygaters, because I don't think that... Like, there is, like, I'm compelled by some of their evidence. It, It does not add up in the way that I think it should so I don't think it is cut like black and white cut and dry like just like fans theorizing aimlessly about something that is just like as it seems I think there was some 
funny business going on. There's some mystery about it. We, I think we have to come forward at the end of this episode as officially pro baby gate or like just to some extent like there's some there's something's right about it like there is something some right of these about things it are too weird some of these things are too weird louis shouldn't have gotten his baby's birthday wrong i the baby's hands shouldn't have always looked the same the lifestyle blogger picture should not have been the lifestyle blogger no shouldn't have been circulated she shouldn't have been walking out of the hospital perfectly fine that's further proof that she gave birth earlier than they announced and also the announcement of prior to the standard 12 week wait period that makes Mm -hmm. that's a lot of evidence in favor of her actually being pregnant way before that 12 week but still announcing it sooner because we don't know that but they know that Maybe we cracked this case. I think we kind of did. At least we cracked a little bit of it. I think I really looked at this in new eyes. Um, Not as like a 2016-year-old trying to believe this in order to further um, the theory of Harry and Louis desperately in love, but as like, like, oh, this is fishy. They were onto something. They were maybe looking at it in a difficult light to actually apply in terms of like actuality, but like they were onto something. Um, I think so too. But unfortunately, I do believe that that child is Louise. <laughs> it is Louise. It's really sad. Like I wish that we could like argue in any way that it's not, but like it looks exactly like him. It looks just like it's him. So it's annoying. undeniably his child. Whatever. <laughs> fine. I guess Louis actually has a kid. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But and also, kind of a weak argument that Louis would fake an entire kid. In order to get rid of the Larry theory. Like, that's kind of a weird way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, power to the believers. Power to the believers. And I argue that the Larry theory would still exist. Whether, I mean, it does. Yeah. Whether or not he had a child, that was not going to um, shake the the true believers. So. This was also, like, mid-hiatus. And, like, or not mid, but, like, early hiatus. And, like, to get rid of the Larry connotation after hiatus has already started that would be a weird choice like for management to like put this much energy into I agree entirely like I feel like if they actually did in some sort of scenario have to like do some sort of publicity stunt to to dissuade the Larry shippers after they had already gone on hiatus there are a lot of easier ways to do it than fake an entire person (laughs) Mm. so true well that's baby gate um if you're curious in this article, I encourage you to search BuzzFeed. There's a wild conspiracy theory that Louis Tomlinson's baby is fake by Ellie Woodward. And also major props to Ellie Woodward who put together an incredibly cohesive, coherent article about Louis Tomlinson's <laughs> fake baby. Um, she did a really good job. <laughs> she took on so much. It's hard to, like, as, like, a journalist or, like, just a non-Tumblr user to, like, be, like, I can perfectly capture what the fandom was thinking about the situation or even endeavor to. And I don't know how much information is missing from this article that, like, was about Babygate. I'm sure there's even more evidence out there. But she did a good job of, like, bringing this to BuzzFeed because it's hard. And journalists have tried before to understand fan culture and it never works no she did a really good job it is it is really hard for journalists to understand like fan culture when they're not actively part of the fandom and even when they are there's still some sort of like barriers and weirdness so good for her we applaud yes if she ever wants to come on the pod she's more than welcome 
Yeah, we we keep like extending hypothetical invitations, but we've never actually tried to get anyone on our podcast. And we've had people that would. We just I know I've like promised some people too. Me too. I have as well. <laughs> we keep handing it out as like a free pass. We're like, yeah, well, we have guests. Yeah, Your first time. <laughs> But I think we will have guests eventually. If you're listening and we told you that you'd be one, um, you yeah, will just like remind us you're different. We really meant it for you. <laughs> no, we did. Uh, truly, we, we did. did. I mean, we we are being sincere. We just like have we have some kinks to figure out. Once we like get zoomed down, it'll be we'll, so um, easy. Yeah, it'll be so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, should we try to pitch a One Direction question? I know we didn't really discuss this before. Okay, okay, I can come up with one off the top of my head. Um, so we know that Louis' baby is not fake, but mm. who do you think actually would have a fake baby of the five? Not Harry. Harry would not ever be connected to a baby, period. I don't think he'll ever be seen with anyone under the age of 16. I hope. I think he has so much sex appeal that it would be inappropriate for him to be pictured with anyone under the age of 16. I think if he has a baby, he's going to be like 66. It's going to be weird. But he'll make it work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're so right. He'll be super old. Yeah. yeah. When he's old enough, he can have a kid. But he has to be old. He has to be old. I just old. feel sad. Um, I don't want his line to die. Like, I want those genes to continue. I think he'll have a kid eventually, but it's going to have to be post the Harry Styles of it all. No, he'll be, like, anywhere um, from, I believe, 45 to 65 when he has a kid. Definitely not a fake baby. Definitely no fake baby. Um, Zane. I think Zane is pretty much on the record as having a real baby. I think there was very little speculation that Zane's baby was fake. It would be very high profile for him to convince Gigi Hadid to have a fake baby. So not not Zane. I can see Liam for attention trying to get. But doesn't have Liam a have baby. a kid named Bear? Bear Payne. Oh yeah, he does have a kid. But I can see him like because the narrative has shifted against Liam. People don't like Liam, and I can see Liam in in a desperate effort to gain sympathy. Having a fake baby. Yes, Liam. And maybe he would name it, like, Equality. Liam had a, a <laughs> child with Cheryl from the X Factor, the judge. Yeah, yeah, I do, I, I do remember them having a kid together. But I can see her, I, no, I think, he, I think he would have a fake kid in order to, yeah, get people to like him again. <laughs> There's an article that says, Liam Payne says it's been complicated to co-parent his son Bear amid the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's just, it's it's so much responsibility to name a kid. I honestly think that that shouldn't fall to parents. I think it should be, like, the hospital. It would be fine to me if babies were named after, like, numbers or something. Or, like, the day of the week they were born. Oh, I like that. Or the date, I guess. Right under that article, there's one that says, Niall Horan up for a One Direction reunion, but under one condition. (laughs) Does it say what the condition is? (laughs) (laughs) Let me try um, but only in a... Th- <laughs> okay, yeah, here's the condition. This article's so dumb. Niall Horan said he's up for a One Direction reunion, but only if everyone wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I a- mean, serve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, do you think Niall would have the fake baby? No. No, I don't. I mean, either. I just don't think Niall would think of that, and I don't think he needs to have a fake baby. I think Liam is the only one who could, in any world, benefit from a fake child. What would he name his fake child if his first one's already called Equality. Bear? <laughs> <laughs> it would be something to, like, make up for, or, like, yeah. coexist. Yeah. <laughs> and it would like... be the little symbols that are on the bumper sticker. <laughs> be, like, mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I believe. I think that's a good answer. Um, I second mm-hmm. it. Wow. Okay, well, 
this has been a surprisingly despite I mean I think in terms of like storytelling narrative maybe not our strongest episode but I I'll admit I was coming into this episode with the lowest of expectations and in many ways I thought it wouldn't happen but it did I knew <laughs> and it was I feel pretty happen. good about where we stand yeah I knew it was gonna happen but I was still like even in researching this I was like it's not the same without Lauren here no, and it's not it's not but we're, we're making it work sad. yeah well now this is like our podcast serves as like are the fi- the force bringing Lauren and I together. And I think that's so beautiful. And it's ho- important to our friendship, and it has to continue for the sake of us. And this I is mean, no longer about you, listener. It's about Lauren and I. No, it, it always has, but now especially it has been, <laughs> more so true. than ever. Um, but I will hopefully come up to New York at some point, and there will be a huge live episode reunion um, between the yeah. two of us. I believe that so truly. I think so, too. Oh, my God. And then we'll have our rooftop bar moment in New York. <sighs> That's all I want. We're waiting. We're waiting. I've been waiting for a rooftop bar moment. I bring it up to everyone. And I know I'm going to have it, and it won't meet my expectations. And that's okay, because then I'll do it again. And yeah. I'll keep having rooftop bar moments until one of them fulfills me in some way. I believe it will. I think I'm going to a Thank rooftop you. bar in D.C., so I'll let you know how my first um, out outing goes. Please. I'm so jealous. Have a great time. I will. Um... But I guess I guess we'll end the episode here. Um, bid farewell to our to our listeners. Listeners, have a great week. Yeah. Enjoy your summer. We love you. Uh, hags. Hags. Love you. Bye. Bye.